today's opening quote is, I read, I travel, I become. Derek Wolf. Hey Sharon, loving the podcast, always entertaining and always engaging as usual, um, loving your style and uh, the rapport you, you make with your guests, you obviously feel it. Uh, for me, being someone with kids, it's um, always good. So when I heard the lady from Iceland over there, I can't remember her name now, but um, you know, just talking about how quickly her four-year-old, I think at the time, um, settled into schools here, having not spoken the language and was fluent. You know, it's um, if I'm thinking of sort of relocating, it's, it's one of the worries. You know, you think some of the kids, especially if I go to a Spanish country where it's considerably warmer and better outside. You know, I'd be thinking, are they, do I need to find an English school? Would they be fine in a Spanish school? And it just it just gives you a bit more confidence. You know, um, also it's like a you know, Tammy's blog, I saw Tammy's interview about traveling with the kids. It's something I've thought about doing. I mean, I probably would have done it before anyhow, but I might be thinking, okay, maybe small trips. I don't know how they'll handle maybe a cross-country road trip or something like that. And it's just inspiring to hear somebody who's actually done it. And you just think, you know what, these kids will be fine. So I'm going to be looking into that motorhome and um, looking to explore the different coasts, the U.S. coast, probably practice with the U.K. coast. But um, uh, keep doing your thing. Keep interviewing these people. It was great to hear about the village meetup, the outreach. Well, I suppose not really outreach, really just a connection of um, current Africans and Africans across the diaspora. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, you know, even those of us who've, who've lived there before, but still, it still sounds like an interesting thing to do at least a couple of times in life. So I hope he continues to do it. And um, this next bit, you can edit out if you want, but get a man a call. Why not? He says, you know, sometimes it's just that simple. <laughs> All right, keep doing your thing, girl. Talk soon. Bye. Oh, thank you. Wow. I finally put my microphone to use. Today is, I'm in June, and it has been way too long since I've recorded a podcast. Hi, good people. How are you? I trust life has been treating you well. It is an oddly warm day today in Buckinghamshire. Yes, I am in the UK, in the county of Buckinghamshire. Don't ask me to tell you where that is because I don't really know. It's not London, but it's not far away. But it's far enough to not be London, if you get what I mean. So me and my um, hay fever allergen self have decided to go, and go to the park today, sit down, top up my vitamin D and all of that. And I thought it was about time that I'd like giving you an update on like what's been happening in my life. Because I've noticed, actually, I've got my earrings in, sorry. I've noticed, I still still do that foolishness. I have noticed that it's kind of common practice for people to do a pose called life update. I find that a bit weird myself, but I'm on the bandwagon, you know. I don't consider myself to be a wagonist. 
any AE's dancehall fans would know what a wagonist is. Anyway, but um, life update. Lord have mercy. What has been going on since I last posted a podcast? A lot. A lot. I'm trying to think back. And you know what? I actually wrote down the episode and then I've come to the park and then I didn't bring it with me. That wasn't wisdom. This is actually impromptu. You know what I might do? I'm going to pause and resume the recording. Yeah, I know. I thought, because there's so much that's been going on, I'd like to like update you and everything. So, you know, I guess the most recent update. Oh, shit. Let's do it reverse. Most recent update is I had been doing some freelance work, right, for a youth charity in London, right? And they couldn't, these people had no money, but you know, they wanted the work, I don't come for free. So anyway, I decided, all right, well, I'll stay there for a little bit, stack some cash, because obviously I need to stack some cash. It took me a long time to find a work upon coming back. So I, um, I'd been there for like about two and a half months, three months, three months, three and a bit months. And initially I sort of came and like, listen, I'm here for one month. Yeah, I'm going. Then one month turned into two, one month turned into three. And then they've been saying, oh, you know, we haven't really got any money to pay you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So I leave today or what? No, 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 we want you to stay, we want you to stay. Just, you know, we just haven't got any money. We're just going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. All right, cool. Cutting a long story short, I went on holiday. I desperately needed a vacation. So I went um, to Ibiza a couple of weeks ago. I went to the Soka Music Festival. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. So I was like, look, update me on, on um, like what you want from me. Uh, my, my background is um, of project management and human resources. So I was working in the capacity of human resources for this charity. I'm like, look, just update me on what you want that to look like for how long, blah, blah, blah. I'm going on holiday. I'm not back in the office until X date. You know, it's like a good 10 days. You've got plenty of time, CEO. Tell me what you want. I go on holiday, I have a brilliant time, and I get back, CEO's not in, she ain't going to be around till July, Uh, this is in May, I'm like, what the fuck? So, I work a week, following week, I'm like, alright, cool, what's the story? Then I get a random meeting request oh hi sharon have you got five minutes this is at the end of the working day you know i'm like okay cool sounds ominous but hey i don't have no reason to be to be suspicious so anyway i go to the meeting with the finance manager very random i know so i go into the meet with the finance manager he's like okay sharon so how many days are you working this week I'm working one more day because I only do three days. He's like, okay, so how long is it going to take you to finish your work? What are we talking for the week, for the month? I mean, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, because we haven't got any money. So how long is it going to take you to finish your work? Like a day, two days, 
uh, what? So that is basically how my contract ended. End. And um, the fucked up thing was, and I made it quite clear in the meeting, you know what, I'm not even vexed with you, finance manager, for your lack of tact and diplomacy. I'm not even vexed about that. I'm vexed because I don't work, didn't work to you. You were not my line manager. You didn't recruit me. So the person who did, which is the CEO, where is her ass in this conversation? Why has she not contacted me? The unprofessional, cowardly, manipulative skullduggery that I experienced this week. Very not happy. Fucking, fucking livid to say the least. But one of them things. And so one of the conversations I had with um, one of my colleagues, uh, I kind of, after that day, I went back to the office the next day because I had initially said to them, um, it'll take me two days at the least to do my work. Fuck that, went back the next day. I did everything I needed to do, handed over who I needed to hand over, gave everybody the deuces, left. And so one of my colleagues who he and I work closely with, he was, he was, also, he was a senior manager, he was like, you know what, Sharon, what did you say to me when you came here? Like, what's your role in all of this? So they kept asking me this kind of cryptic question, like, what's your role in all this? I'm like, dude, you see I'm fucking pissed off. Why are you asking me cryptic shit? He's like, yeah, but what's your role in all of this? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like, Sharon, what's your role? Remember, you said you was going to be leaving to go back on your travels. And you haven't done that. And you ended up staying longer than you had planned. You didn't honour your word, Sharon. <gasps> I know, I know. <laughs> and he was bloody right. He was really, really right. I did not honour my word. So, subsequently, they didn't honour theirs either. So, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of, that was quite fucked up. So, my anger is subsiding. I've got other shit to look forward to. I'm going to talk about that separately trying to do a life update in reverse order since the last podcast which was like february march april may june oh my gosh the last three four months of thy life so as i said i went to ibiza for the soca music festival um anybody that listens to this podcast or has looked at any instagram posts i've made nine out of ten shit that i talk about usually has the word carnival attached to it in some guise or another so anyway the soca music festival is basically what it says on the tin it's a festival of soca music that takes place in ibiza ibiza spain and um this was the third year so i know a couple of people that went first year second year and they had a really good time and they've come back again and it's my it was my first time actually and i was going through some post-travel depression i kid you not people post-travel depression is a real thing i thought it was just some 
you know, holiday blues kind of shit, but actually, no, it's um, a real thing. And, uh, yeah, maybe I should talk about that. So, yeah, um, I think the weird thing is, and, and that came out of a com- another conversation that I had with a friend of mine, same work colleague, he was like, look, you need to just honour how you feel. And I'm like, yeah, but people around me, you know, and I love them, bless them, they're, they're incredible. They're dealing with big shit, you know, ailing parents, ailing grandparents, you know, court cases with some crazy shit, you know, um, health issues, big things, you know, mad shit at work. And like, there I am going, you know what, I'm just like feeling really depressed right now. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to speak to no one. I don't want to go nowhere. Because, you know, the dreams and the plans and the aspirations that I had for myself, I didn't really go the way I thought it was going to go. I feel a bit depressed. Now, since I've been depressed once before, I know exactly what depression actually is. It's a bit different from feeling a bit low. It's kind of like low, 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 and then some. And so when it was got to a point where I didn't want to get out of bed, I knew I had a problem. Because before that, I was just like, oh, I'm just, you know, having a quiet phase. I don't really want to talk to no one. And that's also part of the reason why I've been really quiet on the podcast. It's like, you know what? I ain't really been feeling a hundred percent and I didn't really know how to talk about that in like a generalist setting like I'm an advocate for therapy so I would happily take my ass to therapy I've been looking for a therapist um I haven't quite found what I want just yet Uh, I'd like to really do my therapy online so that I can continue it when I go traveling I'd like to kind of do that so that's something that I'm, I'm actively looking for at the moment so I would have, you know I didn't have no problem to go to therapy but just to kind of just talk about it in this kind of general sense of you know I feel kind of depressed I don't really want to do anything of any kind I don't really want to talk to nobody I don't want to be in nobody's company I don't want to do nothing I don't want to get out of bed for no reason. I just don't want to get out of bed. I'd sleep all fucking day. I'll just lay in bed all day. Now, the bitch thing about that is I don't live nowhere. Like, I don't have a fixed abode. I am sofa surfing all now. So to not get out of bed is actually more difficult. So that's kind of hard. And I suppose in a good good way, that's pretty, pretty pretty beneficial for me because then that way I couldn't really stay I can't stay low because I want to stay under the covers for you know as long as long it's not my house is it so I can't do that if I'm sleeping on someone's sofa that's a bitch can't do that if, you know all right fine and my other friends because at the moment I I surf a surf between two places I have options you know so my other friend I have my own room but obviously if I'm not seen by a certain if they don't see me at a certain time or a certain hour of the day, they're like, hey, 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 Sharon, what's going on? Where are you? What are you doing? Da, da, da. And you know, I appreciate that they're checking up on me. 
making sure that um, I'm not fully cray cray because I did tell my friend, look, I'm not feeling good right now, you know. I'm just not feeling, I'm not feeling myself. I'm just feeling a funk and I'm not feeling myself. So, I'm looking for therapy. But I'm doing a lot better than I was, a hell of a lot better than I was. Um, the job thing was a bit of a setback, but I'm doing a hell of a lot better than I, than I was. Just randomly. So like I said, I've come to the park on an oddly warm day in Buckinghamshire. Now, the weather's been on, off, on, off for the last few, whenevers, right? For the last few days. So I was convinced that, you know, it wasn't going to be cold enough for me to wear a jacket, right? It was going to be warm enough for me not to wear a jacket. And then I said, oh, this is England, right? So I ain't going to come out without no jumper. So I wore a jumper with a polo neck. And I've got denim shorts on with thick winter tights and some ankle boots. And I tell you, and I'm dressed all in black, which is a rarity for me. People, I'm sweating like I stole something. Oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. People are staring at me like, she didn't look at the weather today, did she? No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sweating buckets. Anywho. Like I said, I went to the Soka Music Festival in Ibiza. And um, that was really good, actually. Now, I personally, I thought I'd just add this in. I personally didn't think it was epic. Didn't think it was phenomenal, personally. Um, and the reason for that was I felt that I didn't, there wasn't enough, there wasn't any kind of space to really just kind of meet people, chill out. It was kind of just fet after fet after fet. It was just party, 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 party. Sleep if you can get sleep. Party, party, party. Oh, shit, it's over. And that's all well and good if that's your thing. And yeah, I mean, I only missed two, two out of the, two out of the 12 raves. I only missed the two. So, you know, I spent my money. Fuck that shit, I'm going to everything. So how that came about was, some travelling friends of mine I used to play still pan with, they, uh, yes, people I used to play still pan, I'm sure I told you this before, used to play tenor pan for quite a well-known UK still orchestra. And um, what was I saying before I was boasting? Blowing my own trumpet. Yeah, so they were going to, um, they'd already planned to go. I think they had booked a third person and then I was now the person that was going because um, I think somebody dropped out which was fine with me so sorry random dog so um yeah I don't like animals man Ooh, ooh, some random dog was just kind of walking around me. And he looked well mangy as well. Anyway. What was I saying? Yeah, Ibiza. So anyway, my friends were like, yeah, we've got a spot. Do you want to come? I'm like, hmm. 
don't want to come. And this is in the throes of the depression. I was like, you know what? I think I better go, you know, because I need to break this cycle of funk. So however I get to do that, that's what I'm going to do. So Ibiza, sorted that out within a really short space of time, paid my money, blah, blah, blah. And then I started getting kind of nervous. And I was like, why am I nervous? I was nervous because it was the first time I'd been on holiday with people in years. Years. I honestly cannot remind, can't tell you the last time I went overseas with people, like friends and stuff, like a group thing. I can't remember. So I was a bit nervous about that because at the last couple of times that I did go yeah went on holiday with my man came back weren't my man no more fucking hell it was radio silence on the plane that's how bad it was we were just not chatting to one another I was grabbing my own suitcase he grabbed his own suitcase complete silence on the train back from the airport relationship done big arguments when we were on where did we go went Amsterdam Bit argument from we touched the place. No, we didn't even reach the airport. We were in the car to the airport from London. Pure argument. Nothing but our argue. Reach Amsterdam. Argue. Arguing. Foolishness as well. Just like this is bullshit. He wanted to do one thing. I wanted to do something else. We were not on the same page. Fuck it. We were not in the same page for the entire relationship. However. Sharon Harris, her ears are a little bit hard at that time. I'd like to think I've grown since then, but uh, sometimes it takes a while to learn a lesson. So, believe it or not, seven years later, I ended up going out with the same man again. Same shit happened. You know, like I said, it takes me a while to learn a lesson. And, um, yeah, dog. It takes a while for me to learn a lesson. Dog's back. Let me move. It's giving me the creeps. So anyway, uh, and then another time I went on holiday with my friend. Me and they ain't friends no more at all. I don't know where that bitch is. She's under a rock somewhere. No, not really. I don't wish nothing bad on no one really and truly. They just get what comes to them. Anyway. So I was nervous about that, but you know what? It was blessed, man. We had a great time. Three of us shared a hotel room. It was all good. So I be for Soka Festival, right? It was Thursday to Monday. And for the hardcoreites, they had like a welcome party on the Wednesday. So we, but the most crowd, majority of people came on the Thursday. So, excuse the wind, there's nothing I can do about that. So anyway, um, Thursday, touchdown, drop off the bags, bathed. Ooh, let me give you the joke before that. So anyway, I'm like the littlest hobo, I told you. Sofa surfing and all that shit. And um, I was at work and my flight was on Thursday early morning. Now I'm flying from Stansted Airport. Anybody from London know about Stansted Airport? It's in the middle of fucking nowhere and it ain't next to nothing. 
So, and there's no public transport that can take you there, no 24-hour transportation that takes you there. Actually, no, public transport goes, but it's not 24 hours. But my flight is at 8 in the morning. So I finish work now, and I'm like, finish work at 6 p.m. the Wednesday. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't go back to where I was staying because I can't get to the airport. Otherwise, I'd have to leave in the middle of the night for the airport, and I'm not going to, there is no means to make, do that. So, stayed in the office till late o'clock, booked a, I booked a coach to take me to the airport. I booked a coach about midnight. Yeah, about midnight from central London. Jumped on a coach, got to the airport about 1.32. I think it was 1.30. I think he was meant to get there at 2. He put his foot down. I was like, oh, fucking hell, more time at the airport. I got to the airport. I said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get there and sleep at the airport. Fuck it, I've done it before. I'll do it. Well, shit me. Everybody had the same... Everybody had the same idea. Stands at the airport in the nighttime coming like a homeless shelter. People be sleeping everywhere. Every spot in that airport is filled with a human being sleeping on their bags. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm in good company then. So slept at the airport and then I went through departure and bumped into my friends in the departure, which was kind of cool. But they were on a different flight to me. They were flying out. I think their flight was an hour earlier than mine. Something like that. They were flying out before me anyway. Um, and then they were also on a different airline, so it was all good. But then we ended up meeting in the check-in, at check-in in the hotel. So it was all good. So um, when we got to IB for that is. So uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so Thursday, went to this really nice restaurant when we arrived, dropped our bags and whatever. Went to this really nice um, Thai restaurant. Now, I'm going to call it the Buddha restaurant on the beachfront because I can't remember the name of it, but it is the Buddha restaurant on the beachfront. That's what I'm going to call it. Really nice food. Um, now, Ibiza is fucking expensive. It's really expensive. They use the euro in Spain and what you can buy in London for one pound probably gonna cost you about three to four euros yeah it's not even though the exchange rate for the euro to the pound is pretty much the same what you get for your one euro is minimal minimal although actually you can catch the bus for like two it's 250 euro which is all right, pretty much the same as London, close enough. So anyway, went to the restaurant, ate a little food. What did I get? I got Thai curry chicken, which was nice. They got like some Buddha burger, a, bur a burger, a hamburger that had everything on it, pickles, eggs, all the vegetables you could think of. It was tower big and chips and stuff, fries, and it was cool. So then after that, we went back, got ready for the first, for our first FET, which was tribal wear or tribal party, tribal invasion. It was a tribal invasion party. So I, so there was theme nights for every night, right? There was a theme for every night. Now I love a theme night party. You t tell me it's dress up, what the hell? I'm all in. I like fancy dress. I like dressing up sexy. I like smart. I like all of that shit. Any excuse for dressing up, I'm down. However, I couldn't get all my shit together for 
Ibiza, like I was busy just looking for certain things. So certain nights got left off of my list, so they were off my radar. So Tribal Wear was one of the ones that was not on my radar. Ironically, I happened to pack um, like this really nice kind of African, Afrocentric print um, play suit. So I ended up wearing that. And what was cool was most people came in some semblance of African attire, which was really nice to see. Um, people came dressed like Black Panther. Uh, it was really nice, actually. Now, the fit was all right. It wasn't like, ooh, this is amazing. It was a good little fit. It was all right. It went on till six o'clock in the morning. Shit. So we probably got there about one. We probably got there about one. That was one of the early ones. 12, one. I don't think it was 12. Has it started at 11? I think we got there about one o'clock. And so, yeah, the fit was all right. It was all right. It was nice to bump into loads. I bumped into loads of people I, I knew, people I hadn't seen for ages, a couple of people I even grew up with and went to school with. I saw them there. It was really nice. That was nice. And so, yeah, the fit was cool. They had a breakfast fit. So, remember that fit done at six. Breakfast fit was kicking off at eight o'clock. That was the first rave that did not see me. Fucked up. Went back to bed. And then we went and got like our breakfast at lunchtime on the beachfront. At the fort, sorry, at the port front, because that next day, which was the Friday, was the boat party. And I'm gonna get you the name of the restaurant because that was quite nice. So what did I eat there? Spanish omelette, spicy chicken wrap with fries. That was quite nice actually. And that set me back probably about 20 euros in total. 20 euros, I think that was, at a restaurant. Was it 20 euros? Let's go with 15. Nah, but then I got a drink. I think it was 20 euros, yeah. I thought this place is expensive. So yeah, we went to the boat party. We managed to get last-minute tickets for the last boat that was added to the to the what do you call it itinerary list of boats. So the last boat that was added to the list of boats was hosted by Release the Rhythm, and they're like a soca music collective. Like I said, it's a soca festival, so everything was all soca. Only soca for the whole weekend. Like I was cool with that. I don't mind. Like it could have been a reggae weekend, all reggae for the whole weekend. I'm cool. It could have been a soul weekend, all soul all weekend. I'm cool. I don't mind. If from its music I want to hear, I don't mind. If it's a, if it's one thing for the whole weekend, I'm easy peasy. So last boat was released to rhythm, like I said, and their boat sold out. I think they advertised it on the day. Tickets done the next day, and it was like last boat, so we got on there. And it was nice, actually. It was really nice. Uh, it was in sort of a three boats that went out. And um, what I heard about boat one was music was good. Music was really, really good. But for some reason, the boat that was used was a disused transportation boat. And so the, the vessel was full of seats and there was no dance area. So that was a bit of a bummer for the attendees because they were like, well, we can't dance. There's nowhere to dance. And obviously for health and safety reasons, you can't sit on the seats, stand on the seats. So that was a bit shit for them. But it wasn't for us. We had a good time. I walked up good. 
It was good, man. We sneaked in drinks. We sneaked in drinks to every single fet that we went to. Because drinks in the club set you back 15 euros. Like I said, the exchange rate for pounds to euros is pretty much the same. One pound buys you like a 120 euro. It's 15 euros for a cocktail or 15 euros for like a rum and coke. You're mad. I'm not paying 15 euros for a drink. And then, then who's going to get buzzed on 15 euros worth of drink? Who's doing that? I can't maintain that shit all night. Fuck that. So I sneaked in my own drink. That's what boobs are for. That's what breasts are for. I put them in the cup. We all did. Even my friend with the small boobs. I was going to call her flat-chested, but that'd be rude. Small boobs. She, she snuck them in her bra. We all did. So I, do, I don't recall buying a drink anywhere. I bought my own. I brought in my own liquor. So we um we snuck the drunk drinks, not the drunks in. We snuck drinks in, and then mangy dogs just come back. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, we snuck the drunks, snuck the drunks in. We snuck the drunks in, sneak the drinks in, and um, we sneak drinks on the boat as well. Even though they did like a like a check check bags and stuff. Yeah, we're wearing barely anything. So, you know, ain't really no need to pat me down. I ain't got no pockets on a little outfit. So anyway, yeah, went on the boat boat party. That was really good. Music was good. Big props to release the rhythm. I think they played really well. They played really well throughout the event. They did a really good job. I personally thought they were the standout DJs for the entire event. They were some special guest international somebody. I ain't feeling them. But release the rhythm. Release the rhythm. They get props. Anyway, so that was the boat party. Watch the sunset and all of that. That was kind of cool. So what else now? Where else did we go after the boat party? Boat party must have been a white party the next day. <sighs> so <sighs> the white party was the pool party, right? So it was the white pool party at the hotel. And the hotel we stayed at a place called Ibiza Rocks. Quite well known because Ibiza is one big party island. Half of the island is a big party island half the year. So this hotel was pretty much, you know, it was all right. It was all right. It was basic enough. You know, it was clean and basic. Good, good shower, hot water, pool view. Nothing special. Don't come there looking food or anything. But it's decent enough for the price. So for the event, we paid. I paid three fifty-five for all the parties accommodation so all the uh, festival entry and the accommodation was like 355 because we got the room with the pool view but we paid extra for the boat party because that was not included and i thought that was a good price 355 pounds i sound like i'm drunk i drank so much on that weekend i feel like i'm on a detox still and uh what was i saying Anyway, the pool party. So the Ivy for Rocks Hotel has a pool and um, there was a pool party. So the all white pool party, I, I did have an outfit for that. It was a bit makeshift, but I had an outfit. So, um, but the downside for the pool party was, it was um, 
not at the pool so the pool party was behind the stage so the pool was behind the stage but the event was in the front of the stage. I don't even know if this makes any sense. Basically, there was stage performances at the pool party, but we were not at the pool for the pool party. The pool was behind the stage. So obviously we we're in front of the stage, not near the pool. So that was a real faux pas. I think they should have just called it an all white party if we're not gonna use the pool, because you couldn't even use the pool during the event. I don't know why. I guess they didn't hire enough lifeguards for us to use the pool or what, but the pool was out of action and so only if you had vip then you might you might party nearish to the pool but you're not by the pool side if you get what i mean you can see the pool in vip but for the rest of us bog standard bog standard ticket holders uh there was no pool in your view so as i said um it was a staged events so at that event performers were Patrice Roberts who I was looking forward to see she did a good job I thought all the artists performed well for some reason I thought the crowd was a bit dry but then I get to find out that there actually were some technical problems so if you were standing basically if you were not standing in front of the stage you couldn't hear the music there were some issues with the speakers and stuff like that you couldn't hear um, and I thought that was a real, real disappointment because I, I, I couldn't figure out, like, why are people not jamming? Like, the artists are really doing really well. And I realised that further back, people were just standing up or they were just doing their own thing. They weren't engaging. But I later on found out that the speakers were fucked or not switched on or didn't get a licence for the subwoofer. Some folly. But, yeah, that was a disappointment. So Patrice Roberts played, performed... Wasways, which is Little Natty and Thunder from Grenada. Patrice Roberts is from Trinidad. Who else was there? Asabanton from Dominica. He was really good. He really good. He really moved the crowd. Like people were doing crazy shit. Literally. When he came on stage, because I couldn't figure out there was a balcony area because like I said the, the event was within the pool, within the hotel. So the hotel balconies, one of the balconies like had loads of just random shit and I'm like what is all of that stuff so then he has a song called do something crazy so he starts performing his do something crazy song the crowd goes mad everybody's lifting up somebody then all of a sudden it literally started raining inflatable items there was inflatable gnomes there were inflatable crutches there was um inflatable weights like it was just so funny beach balls bloody kangaroos inflatable they would just start pull it literally started raining and everybody grabbed some palm trees and it was it was really i was too far away um from that side but it was really really cool and that really made move the crowd i thought he did a bloody good job he really moved the crowd and people did something crazy and they actually decided to make their way to the pool i think that that was a bit of a problem like i said they didn't have enough lifeguards for the pool but Asabanton said do something crazy and people said fuck it we're making our way to the pool come on so half the crowd this is about a few hundred people decided fuck it we're going to the pool do something crazy do something crazy and with inflatables and everything it was quite funny uh who else was there um 
Patrice Roberts. Oh, Vaughn. He's from also from Grenada. And um, another guy from Barbados who sings that song, Bam Bim. If you're a soccer fan, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, I'm just speaking complete and utter gibberish. But anyway, Bayesian eyes. Oh, yeah. And at the um, tribal event, I didn't mention that earlier, there was a performance by a guy called Mandela Lynx. He sings a song called Tombstone, a very big tune. Last year's Grenada Carnival, it's still a big tune this year. Um, so he did a performance quite an interesting performance if i may say so myself so he's on the stage he's winding up there's actually a dance to his song tombstone which is basically a bit like thriller where a dead person kind of starts you know dancing in the grave then they're revived by the sound of soca and they're suddenly dancing it's quite funny you've got to see it Anyway, he's on stage, he's dancing. He decides to do that age-old favourite, call up somebody on the stage. <sighs> so, it's a soccer event. It's predominantly black. Probably 95% black, maybe. Um, so, a white female, not sure where she's from, she decides to get on the stage. Cool. Crowd goes mad. Bye. Cool. Go white girl. Go white girl. So, she gets on the stage. It ain't too long before you realise this woman is pissed out of her fucking head. So she's on stage. God, you know, she's not slim. She definitely is not slim. But um, Mandela Lynx is a small guy. Small guy. So anyway, they're whining. She's whining out of time. She's all over the gaff, all over the floor, everything. Just flip-flopping everywhere. I think he tries to pick her up. Goes real wrong. He falls down, she falls down. Then she tries to lock him in like a scissors lock. You know that kind of scissors lock you do when you're jamming your man? Locks him in the scissors lock like, what the fuck is going on? Now he's trying to, sh no, she locked him in like a scissors lock, like a wrestling move. <laughs> like I said, he's a small guy. So now I think he's starting to get slightly embarrassed because this is getting quite hilarious now. So it's gone from a wine it's gone from you know ha 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 funny to this bitch is crazy she needs to get off the stage and that's exactly what his face was like but she's got him in the wrestling move he can't get out <laughs> so funny man the music stopped and everything he's trying to get out of the lock it was so funny so i thought that was quite funny so anyway that was at a tribal i forgot to tell you anyway white party White pipe is all right. I sneaked in drinks, like I said. We sneaked in drinks. Watched the stage performance. I thought it was okay. I thought it was good. I thought the artist did really well. It was a shame about the crowd. Like I said, there were some sound issues. So, that was in the day. The night time was... I wonder if I'm getting in this, getting this in the wrap. Ah, the night time was the um, pajama party, lingerie party, pajamas and lingerie. So I was looking forward to this because I broke my neck to get my outfit right. I'm like, it's so good. People are going to go all out. Yeah, I'm going to make an effort. So I get myself a little sexy outfit because, you know, lingerie in it. Just got myself a little black lacy uh, bodysuit. Put it on with a fishnet tights. Now the bodysuit gave a lot a lot of chest out but it went quite well because it was all black the bar was black it was nice and bodysuit had sleeves 
and then I wore it with the lay with the fishnet ties. Now, on the average bum, that bodysuit would not be a g-string, but my bum's not average, so for me it was a bit g-stringy. That's why I put the ties on. Anywho, there's a woman sunbathing in the park. I ain't got my glasses on, but it looks like she's masturbating. You know what? Let me move. Anyway, as I said, the white party, the lingerie party, I'm moving. That's a view I don't need right now. At all, in fact. So anyway, lingerie party. I had on my look a sexy outfit. Woohoo! Oh yeah, and I did, I decided, you know, to wear like a, uh, I wore like a pink satin, pink satin robe, like a short robe, you know, just to kind of tone it down. Because I thought, you know, if it's super sexy, then I back off my robe. If it's not super sexy, I just keep the robe on. Anyway, get to the party now. I must be one of about four other women who actually went sexy. Everybody came pretty boring, actually. Not, it was really non-eventful. I was like, damn, I'm super sexy. Now, if you're at a soccer fair and you're the one person at any party, to be honest, and you're the one person in a super sexy outfit, you're gonna get a lot of attention. And I was like, that, I didn't really, that wasn't the kind of attention I was looking for. I'm like, soca fit is sexy lingerie, remember? You know, hoo hoo, everybody dressed sexy? No, I was the only one that got the, only one that read the flyer? Oh, okay. So it was just me, so I kept my robe on. And like, I bumped into a couple of my male friends, they're like, why is your robe on? Why is your robe on? We see your sexy outfit. We want to see more. I'm like, nah. I think I'll just keep my bum to myself for tonight. Anywho, that party was all right as well. For some reason, I'm going to say everything was all right, even though collectively I had a good time. It was really good. The weather was very good. A lot hotter than I thought it was going to be. I got a nice boss tan, even though I wasn't tanning, because I don't do tanning. But I caught some good sun topped up my vitamin D, good, 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 because I needed it. And I looked, oh, there's that masturbating lady, let me look that, look that for him. So yeah, uh, the lingerie party was all right. So then the next day, what happened in the daytime? Can't remember, can't remember the day. But anyway, in the nighttime, we went to the, what did I do in the day? We had a carnival at the hotel. So it was like a carnival party, carnival, everybody dressed up in a carnival costumes. Now I ain't got no carnival costume. As much as I love carnival, I don't have a costume. Never played costume, I've never played mass anywhere. I'm not gonna say it ever, cause it will happen, I just haven't. I've usually finished, managed to um, find bits post-carnival or halfway through carnival, somebody's dropped their headpiece. Somebody's dropped their armband, somebody's dropped their back piece, and I've usually just picked that shit up and made something. But I didn't have anything with me. So I just improvised. So I improvised, threw together a little something, something. Anyway. I, uh, I improvised, like I said. So carnival party is basically downstairs from our hotel room. So we're there. Same place he was yesterday for the white party. Dancing away, dancing away. 
And people's costumes looked really, really good. Props to people who actually went out of their way to travel with their costume. I mean, some people were coming from as far as the States with their costume. Because most people came from, I think the majority of the audience came from the UK. Um, with obviously additional people now coming from the rest of Europe and then people coming from the States, I think a couple people from Canada, other Caribbean islands, believe it or not, I was surprised. So that was really, really nice. And um, what was I saying? Carnival party. Right, so downstairs. Now by now, DJs have got super lazy and they are playing the exact same songs back to back to back to back, which has become super monotonous and boring for me. So I'm like, yeah, cool, well, I'm here now, I'm gonna make the most of it. Yay, woohoo. Heard that song three times already. Woohoo, okay. All right, that song again, all right, cool. So it's kind of getting a bit like that by now. Anyway, so we're at the carnival party, woohoo. So the DJ, the um, special guest DJ, he, goes to play a tune, kind of stops it, gets on the mic and decides to make a big furore. Yay! La, la, la. Marshall Mantano! Now, for those who don't know, like I said, if you don't know so far, I'm just talking complete doo-doo right about now. But anybody that doesn't know, Marshall Mantano is like, hmm, I'm trying to think of who the comparison would be. But he's a soccer superstar, let's put it that way. He's a superstar of soca music. And he's probably the, probably the most famous, most well-known soca artist outside of kind of soca territories, if that makes any sense, right? So, the DJ's like, oh yeah, cool. Marshall Mantel, yes, yes, that was so much time. I'm like, brother, why don't you just play the song? Why are you chatting? By the time I finish that sentence, outruns Marshall Mantano. Let me tell you this. Like I said, Marshall Mantano is a very big deal. And he was not on the bill. And the crowd was only like, yeah, cool, here we go. Come costumes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Marshall Mantano hit that stage, the crowd erupted. I kid you not, like the crowd erupted, literally. And I was already at the front, there was a surge of people that just came behind me. It was such a fantastic moment. Such a fantastic moment, yes, Wendy, where I am. Oh man, it was so lovely. It was really, 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 really cool. Such a fantastic moment. And he did um, loads of songs as well, which was really super cool. And that was wicked. So that made the carnival party really good. And the vibe got so high, the energy was really high. The energy was really, the energy was really high. And then by the time, like the artist came off stage, Skinny Fabulous was there as well. Um, and he's always good to see. Great performer, really always does well. And Marshall Mantano and Skinny Fabulous, along with the artist Bungie Garland, are on one of the biggest circus tracks this year, um, Family. If you don't know, I would YouTube that one. Family. It's actually spelled like that. Spelled phonetically. So anyway, they they performed on stage. It was a shame Bungie Garley wasn't there because he's part of the song. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And 
yeah, so when the performances ended, it was like people were still high, like people didn't want to leave, people were, oh, it was, it was such a nice moment, people were still just jamming, making up music in their head. It was a really beautiful moment, actually. I thought that, that was really, I think they did really, really well with that. Um, and people really loved it, and I thought that that was excellent. So it was a calming party. Then in the night, was the water fit water and paint fit so i'm like yeah boy i love a good water party oh i'm so excited so anyway get to the water party the water party is indoors so I'm like, and my friend had told me it's gonna get really really wet you know i'm like yeah okay we're indoors oh ye of little faith i know that's what you're saying because this is exactly what i would say right so i'm like how how um how wet is this fit gonna get we're inside so it's like i buck up one of my male brethren we're dancing away we're like this is a bit disappointing yeah man we're gonna complain because you know when you get to like 40 something sometimes you're quick to complain about things i'm just saying you know if you've been raving hard not hard but if you've raved a lot in your life sometimes your expectation based on the previous experiences you've had, kind of high. So, you know, you get there and you're like, eh, eh. I got two little splash of paint, and I mean splash. It was up there with spit, to be honest. That's how, that's how little it was. And um, two little water gun of water, and that was it. And a couple hours passed and me and my friend are like, listen, this is bullshit.com. I'm ready to go. I'm going to be moaning. Watch when they get an email from me. I'm going to be complaining. And then they kept saying, yeah, get ready for the water. Get ready for the water. Everybody get ready for the water. These people are just chatting faff and I'm tired of it. About two minutes later, I felt a gush of water. I turned around and a tap has been turned on. There are taps all around. So imagine, this is like a Roman amphitheater indoors. And, and we're jamming in the amphitheater and it's starting to fill with water. Yes. The amphitheater is starting to fill with water. So much water that by the time the water finally turned off, it was waist high. Shit, Sharon was jamming in that shit same way, boy. What? Nah, that was our vibe. Woohoo! That was my favorite, boy. Jamming, jamming in the water. Jamming, jamming in the water. It was so cool. That was really, really good. I got a gift. Credit with credit with you. That was my favourite. That was definitely my favourite. Me and my friend jammed all night. It was nice, man. I thought they could have done better with the music. Like I said, they were getting to the point where they were just repeating shit. And that was that's probably um, a real no-no for me. But other than that, that was really, really cool. We jammed in the water. Um, there's a picture on, the, on my Instagram that we're actually in, in the water. People were diving in it and shit. Now, bear in mind, there's like a few hundred people. So there ain't gonna be no diving. Cause it wasn't until 
kind of after the fact. I looked at the water and went, oh wow, that's kind of hepatitis looking. And that's not, that's not my life, you know? I want to live. And there's also other parties for me to go to. So yeah, I wasn't diving in the water, but I was very, very much in it. Very much in the water. And I had a bloody good time. I thought that was really, really good. That was such a brilliant surprise as well. I was like, oh my God, they're jamming in the water. It's really the water, yeah! That was cool, man. I really liked it. So, after the water fet... Nah, I'm trying to remember. Water fet. Do you know what? Oh, they had an all-black party. Yeah, that was a bit uneventful. Because um, by that time, I was so freaking tired that I actually was sleeping standing up in the fet. Yeah, that was un uneventful. But um, on a whole, and then what was really nice, I guess my favorites were the water party and the, they had um, like the final party that they had in the day was at a place at the, um, it was like a beach bar. I'm gonna call it the old beach bar. That's what I'm going to call it, because I can't remember the name. I'm going to call it the Old Beach Bar, right? And the Old Beach Bar in Ibiza is a beautiful venue. Really, really nice. Really nice. Now, I would say, if you go there, make sure you go with your pocket fat. Make sure um, your pocket is fat.com, because basically, we got there nice and early as well. And we hired um, like a sun lounger. And the sun lounger comes at about, it's about 30 euro for the sun lounger, something like that, or actually it might have been 45 euro for the sun lounger. And then you order food and drink against that. So it's 45 euro for the hire, but you can get as much, as much food and drink that's 45 euro I can buy. Bear in mind, this is a nice plush venue. So your 30 euro, you know, 30 euro actually it was. Plus you had to pay for the towel hire on the sun lounger, which was our next five euro. You didn't get that. Next five, 10 euro, you weren't getting that against anything else. So you done spend 40 euro just for the just for the sun lounger, right? So yeah, and drinks were like 17 euros each. So, you know, it was an expensive experience, but it was really nice and I don't regret spending that money. Um, and I know some friends that hired, um, like one of the big VIP areas, I think they hold about 10 people. And that was going, that, that, that set them back about 150 each. Now, I'd like to have a good time, but I don't think that's really worth the 150, to be honest. But it came with food. They had like food, they had a platter and all of that stuff. Yeah, it was nice. But the venue, really nice. I definitely, definitely say that if you're going to Ibiza, you've got to check out the old bar venue. In fact, the clubs were really nice. Um, the security staff were really shit, really, really shit, but the actual venues were really nice venues and um, I recommend the O Beach Bar, very nice, that's my recommendation.
as a whole for the Abbey Fasoka Festival, I would give it, I would give it a strong six and a half. Six and a half. I didn't get my leg over. That's probably why it's only getting a six and a half. No, I did not get my leg over. That was quite, probably another reason why I'm feeling depressed actually. <laughs> But yeah, the event was really, it was good. It was a strong six and a half, I would say. And um, am I going back next year? Nah, might go back in a couple of years. I told my bestie if she wants to go, when she feels like going, I'm gonna come with her. Other than that, it can miss me for a couple of years. Maybe if somebody's got a big birthday coming up and they want to go and celebrate, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for it, but water party, the old beach bar and yeah seeing Marshall Mantano that was really good that was nice and just experiencing the crowd how the crowd was that was so beautiful it was a very beautiful moment so that's the Soka Music Festival 2019 this is going to be a long episode uh, I think I might make it a two-parter. Yes, anyway, I just remember the joke from Ibiza I had to give you. Two jokes, actually. So anyway, first joke was my friend, one of my friends who I've met at London Carnival about maybe 10 years ago now, <clears throat> he decides to tell the story to one of, my fr one of the ladies I came with. So cue story music. Oh, I met Sharon about 10 years ago with a mangrove carnival band. Mm -mm. There I am, chipping down the street. This is his voice. Chipping down the street. Not his actual voice. And then I just saw this bumper from nowhere. It was covered with a Jamaican flag, you know the bandana kind. She was whining hard to the ground. I was like, wow, I must take a wine. I took a wine, the wine changed my life. Then, fast forward, because at the time I didn't know her name. She was just Jamaican. Fast forward some years later, she becomes my friend. I see Jamaican, now known as Sharon, but I call her Jamaican still. Wait, Sharon's lost weight? Well, nah, 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 nah. She looking like, like Sharon Stone. I'm not happy about that. No, you don't get no ratings. No. So glad to see that that time has passed, Sharon, and here you are at IB for Soka Fest. Back to your full self. I like it. Don't drop off, Sharon. Don't drop off. And scene. So that was that, that was one of the jokes. That actually was a live conversation. Somebody told me that I had dropped off and that um, they were not happy when I'd lost weight. Lost weight. I weren't feeling well. I wasn't well. Years ago, had a little health issue, had to deal with it. Lost a few pounds stones but anyway they've came back home so anyway 
that was a joke that had me cracking up and he was so serious so the other joke right was um was with one of my friends I don't know if I should reveal their gender or not that would be um anyway with my friend dancing away at Soka Music Festival they are married the friend so the friend now I'm having a biscuit whilst I talk. A friend is now talking about marriage and whatnot and said that they had been having a heart-to-heart with their spouse about sex. And, you know, as far as they're concerned, this monogamy, only sleep with you till I die, that not make it. So, they had a heart-to-heart conversation with their spouse. And they said to the spouse, look spouse, I love you and everything, but I really one thing can't work. I mean, shit. My thing can't be that good. Like it's alright, but there got to be somebody else out there for you. You know? So my friend says, look, I'm not trying to cheat on you, spouse. That's just not my makeup. But you know, I'd like other people in our bed. What say you? So they proceeded to have a conversation. So my friend is telling me the conversation. So apparently, The solution was bringing somebody new to the bed, but preferably somebody that they knew. Between them, they dropped a few names in the hat. And my name gets dropped in the hat? Wait a minute. What? What? Apparently, both spouses in this marriage are open to the possibility of Sharon Harris being in their marital bed. Now, people, you know, I'm open to a lot of things. I ain't open to that. Not with them. No. You see, two men can work. No women other than me. So, to be honest, I was really shocked actually to hear that. I mean, the male partner in the marriage? Yeah. I know he wants us. I know he would be interested in the possibility of us hitting skins. But then, nah, I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. I mean, I didn't even really need to think about it. I was actually quite surprised. And like, you know, they just casually dropped the bombshell as we were dancing away at at one of the many parties. I'm like, what? What? Anyway, I told one of my other male friends. And he was like, why are you so surprised? Like, like, yeah, but, but why are you surprised? Yeah, I know, but I'm just surprised, like, you know. And that's the second time that I've been propositioned for a menage a trois. 
the first time in life, now this is a while ago now, a good while ago, I'm walking up and down one high street, known to be full of residents that predominantly white middle class. Walking up and down the high street on my lunch break, you know, change of scenery, blah, blah, blah. I'm just looking in the shop window, doing a bit of window shopping as you do, when you don't want to spend any money. And this older white man, he comes up to me, says, ah, oh, good afternoon, You're looking very pretty today. Like, oh, thank you, paid a little compliment. I'm like, ah, oh, thanks. I proceed to look in the window because I don't know you. There's no conversation to be had. This was a long time ago. So he's like, yeah, um, it would be. No, he didn't use that. He actually went into saying, you know, my wife really loves black women. And um, she would be really excited if you could join us. what he's like yes she'd she'd be one you know she'd be awfully excited if you join us in our you know join us at our home we don't live too far from here and um it would be a pleasure to to get to know you in such a way nah i'm good thanks i'm good oh okay by the way mr white man i wouldn't go up to any black woman saying that shit okay Because they're going to react really differently than I am. Okay? Just so you know. Don't be doing that shit. And that was the end of that. Back indoors. Found my notes. I think I'm actually going to read from the notes just for shits and giggles. Let's see how it sounds. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, we talked about the post-travel depression. It's been a struggle. It took me five months to get work. Yeah, five whole months. Shit me, my pocket was crying. Um, And I had these grand plans that when I got back, I'll just jump into a contract and a nice fat day rate. And then I'll be back travelling again within like three months or something. That was the plan. I was going to come for three months because I was um, um, supposed to be going to Nigeria for Christmas. Yeah, that didn't happen. I think I talked about that already. That was December. I definitely spoke to you about that. It was dramatical. I decided, nah, I'm not going. And, um, yeah, so... What was I saying? It took me five minutes to find some work. And as I mentioned at the beginning, that contract has ended ever so abruptly. So I have been traveling in the time that we haven't spoken, but just not the way I want to be traveling. Um, traveling like the littlest hobo kind of style. I did say that because I was in Birmingham for a couple months. And I think when I last... No, not I think. I know when I last did my last podcast, I'm still in Birmingham. And so I was up there for a few months. And um, I was living with my friend. And 
that kind of came to a, um, an interesting end as well. Then it must be me in it. I've got that energy. <laughs> I've got that energy that's like, I can't take too much of this bitch. She got to go. Yeah, so it kind of ended abruptly also. And at the time, I was really vexed, you know. I was like, what the fuck? We're supposed to be friends. What kind of shit is this? And then I was like, cool. Like, I think I am the world's best house guest ever. I know that's not true, but I truly do believe that. Um... I was like, well, cool. It is what it is. It was an experience. I'm no longer vexed, but it was an experience. So, where am I? I think I spoke a bit ominous, ominously about that, a bit coded. It's all right. They know who they are. But I'm mad. It was just an experience. You know, like, things are for... A reason and a season, yeah, and, and the reason pa- passed. So after that, what would be the point in staying any longer? There's no benefit after the reason. Do you know what I mean? It's like relationships, people, places and things. Reason, season. Very few things are going to be for a lifetime. I'm having to listen to that more often because um, sometimes when you're in something, right, it like feels forever. And like the season will pass, isn't it? Anyway, that's me being very esoteric. Anyway, I'm going back to my notes just for shits and giggles. But to be honest, once I... This is the notes. But to be honest, once I shook off the vexation, it was all good. Came back to London, yeah, like I said. Came back to London. Um, So, yeah, I'm staying at my friend's. Not quite London, it's Buckinghamshire. Got my own room. And it's all good. And then I split my time with my other friend where I'm sofa surfing. So that's what the travel is. Just kind of back and forth. But you know, it's really humbling though. It's humbling. But I think that that was where the kind of depressive phase sort of kicked in a bit more where I'm like, shit, I'm 43 this year. What the fuck am I doing sleeping on somebody's fucking floor? What kind of shit is that? How the fuck did I wake up into that scenario? What kind of shit is that? Who does that? Um, I did. So no long, I'm no longer flooring it. It's so far... Or blow up bed. But it's all good. No floor. So I've made progress. Anyway. So then. Reverse back to worry. June. May. April. I have no memory of the month of April. But in March. I um, was flat sitting from a friend of mine. She. She. Um, went to Ghana for a few weeks. She asked me to flat sit her place for her. So she and I was meant to be going to Ghana together. And it didn't happen. 
I couldn't get it together, man. I couldn't get it together. So she went to Ghana. Um, where she went to Ghana, and um, yeah, I flat at her house, and I was sad that I wasn't in Ghana for every day that I was <laughs> every day that I was at her place. But at the same time, it was really beautiful, and I've definitely needed that. I needed. I just needed that moment. It actually felt like a holiday in a weird way. Just, it was just, yeah, it was still London, but I was away from my people I knew, and it was just cool. Excuse me. It was just, it was just a good moment. I did that for like three weeks, a month, and I just vegetated, man. It was cool. I'm currently doing a course teaching English as a foreign language online yeah that's uh should have finished that shit by now taking ages but yeah i'm currently i don't know why i'm saying yeah so much forgive me um yeah i'm currently bollocks doing a course in teaching english as a foreign language as i intend to teach english whilst i'm traveling as well so that was one of the things i, I remember speaking to one of my a sister that I met traveling. In fact, we spoke just recently. She's like, oh, hi, how have you been? You know, you've been quiet on, on your Instagram. And I said, yeah, been going through it. And she's like, this is a real deal, man. We don't need to be strong by ourselves. Make sure you've got someone to talk to. So she'd been traveling for about a year and a half. So amazing to me, a black woman that was, you know, traveling solo. It's so cool. And she'd been on the road for a year and a half. And when I touched base with her just recently, she's kind of back in the US, um, just focusing on a few things and got her head down, stacking her money. She's got a couple of creative um, projects that she's working on and, and I guess they're demanding her to kind of be, be still for a period. So I'm wishing her well with that. And she mentioned about in terms of traveling, because I said to her, my money ran out. And then when I came back to the UK to stack money, because it's an expensive city that I resided in, um, funds just kind of disappearing. And she said the same thing about where she is, is in the States too. She said, you know, I wish I just had another different kind of, a different plan. And I was like, yeah, a different kind of plan. Yeah. Anyway, back to my notes just for shits and giggles. So I, where was I? I told you it's flat seated for my friend for about a month. And I didn't have the funds to go to Ghana. I was very upset. Ah, oh, yeah. So like February, March. I had applied for a job and I was convinced, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, this was my plan. I'd applied for this job as a project manager for um, this youth charity called the Princess Trust. They're based in the, they're based in the UK, but they had recently um, like created an international arm to the organisation. Now at that time, I'd already been working at the youth charity that I was at. And I told them, listen, people, there's a demand for me out in this world, okay? So 
I've applied for this job, it's going to change my life. This job is something I've done before. It was calling on my firm skill set as a project manager and as a human resources professional. Hello. And um, I'd be based in Jamaica. Standard, simple shit. I applied for the role. I told everybody, everybody who gave a damn, and even those who didn't give a damn, I told them, listen, I love you and everything, but hey, April, I ain't going to be here. <laughs> I got this. Oh, you've got the job already? Oh, I'm speaking it into existence, obviously. Duh. Of course I'm going to have the job. Why would I not have the job? I mean, I've applied, haven't I? Have you seen my application? I gave it to four of my friends to have a look at. I'm like, friends, what say you? And everybody's busy doing their own shit. But those who actually looked at it were like, Sharon, why did you send me this application? It's good. They don't need none. They'd be a fool not to hire you. Hey, ho, hey. That's what I said. So the job was um, play, paying for my a flight to, to and from for the contract. So the contract. It was a year, year's contract, paying for my flight, my accommodation, my insurances, my work permit, permit, and a salary fixed for the year. Hey! So it was a new program getting young people into employment, basically. Um, like, that's, that's a no-brainer. Apply for the job. TikTok, TikTok, time is passing by. And the role was due to start in April. Waiting, waiting, waiting. So anyway, you know, I'm super excited. Like I told you, don't tell everybody I'm super gassed up. Nobody can't gas me bigger than me. <sighs> Time's ticking, okay? Right, two weeks after the closing date. Okay, cool. I called them up. Hi. Just wanted to know, you know, if you got my application and what's the update, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yes, we've had to, um, we've had to extend the shortlisting date. We were inundated with applicants and we needed an opportunity to just look through them properly. No problem. I'm ready. About a week after that, and during that time, because like, I told so many people I'm leaving, obviously, people were like, oh, what's the latest? What's the latest? Did you get the job? Did you get the job? What's the latest? What's the latest? Did you get the job? So about a week after that phone call, I get an email. Turns out, didn't get a job. Oh, so upset. I was so crushed. Crushed, pissed, vexed. Actually, it took me a little moment to get over that. It took me a little moment. Because I felt like I spoke it into existence. And I felt like I was the right person for the role. So, I didn't understand why I didn't get a job. What the fuck? I really didn't understand that. But as some friend said, they're stupid not to hire you, Sharon. Okay, it's their loss. Okay? Just look at it like that. It's their loss. Yeah, but you know, it is their loss. So that was my, um, yeah, and I had grand plans. I was going to be in Jamaica. So I was like, what am I, I ain't got to do nothing. Because, you know, boom, that's where I'm going to be. Hello. And that didn't happen. So 
what else is going on? What else is going on? I can't remember. I bumped into one of my friends from college recently, one of my male friends. And thing is with a lot of my friends, because um, not that we came from the road life, not all of us, few, but not all. They don't like the idea of people really knowing their business. So often people don't want to use their real name. People just want to use like a pseudonym. And so it's a bit like everyone's constantly just my friend. So just work with me on that one. Anyway, bumped into one of my friends from college, male friend. He says, um, he's moving, relocating. I'm like, oh my God, that says relocating to Canada. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. That's fantastic. Oh my God. I'm going to have to come and visit you. He's like, yeah, do that. I'm like, for real. You don't know who you're saying yes to. Because, you know, if you're there, then shit, you're my brethren. Visit a brethren. Hello. So, yeah, I'm trying to think what else has been going on. Not a lot. Not a lot. I've been a bit dry. I've been a bit dry. I shouldn't be careful how I say that, really. But, yeah, that's, I think that's the life update. Let me think. Job, Ibiza, littlest hobo living, um, teaching English as a foreign language, Prince's Trust. That was a job that was in Jamaica, that wasn't. Um, I think that's it. Went to this food festival recently. I've done a little bit, you know, a little bit of socialising. The odd little party rave up here and there. Not too much, though. Can't believe the episode's coming to a close already. And there's still so much stuff I haven't spoken about. But then I thought I'd spoken already about it, but I haven't. So hold on. Um, Let me shout out. Uh... Yeah, let me shout out. Oh, so I'll just do this as shout outs rather than the clothes. Okay, shout outs. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, shout out to Amanda Boysdale who gave me the wickedest greeting when I saw her in Ibiza. It was so funny. I wish I had filmed it. So I'm in Ibiza, you know, dancing away. I see her. I'm like, oh, hi. She's like, oh, my God. What are you doing here? Where did you come from? Where have you been? You never told me you was coming. You never said anything in your podcast that you were coming to Ibiza. Oh, my gosh. Where have you been? So that was so lovely. That knocked me for six. It was so funny. So big up to you, sis. And then we ended up bumping into each other again at... um, uh a jerk food festival called jerk and beyond recently um a couple weekends ago did i talk about that already i probably didn't um in a nutshell there was a uh, a food festival in spitterfields in london um nice little marketplace if you're in london you must check out spitterfields if you visit in london i mean anyway they had a food festival it was the first one called jerk and beyond didn't really see much jerk 
but they, it was all Caribbean food. I guess that's the whole thing. It was beyond jerk because jerk is not just that's the uh, not the only thing that we eat, you know. And um, an array of cocktails. It was hosted by a Trini pop up restaurant called Liming, and they're based in Spitfields. I heard their food is really nice. Um, I did manage to get doubles uh, where at the event. Now, the event ran for four day weekend last bank holiday weekend and the place was so ram it was unbelievable so i went on the saturday where the weather was really good music was playing nice little rave up there was a line families were there and everything it was cool key you in for food listen it's a queue for an hour plus to get fed and then people were going on like it was famine relief to routed. People were acting like they'd never seen food. People were forgetting that they actually had to pay for the food or once they had finished queuing for that hour, the way they were going on. Like people who had never missed a meal was in that queue getting on bad like you're fucking up my free food parcel, bitches. Other than that, it was really good. Now, when I went on the Monday now, um, it was so packed it was actually so overcrowded that they, they locked down the event three hours earlier, which obviously is a plus and a minus, um, plus that, yeah, people came out to support the event, um, and the word spread like wildfire, I mean, if you got something going on, you know how to, to promote that shit, send yourself a little video, stick it on social media, and send that shit on WhatsApp, that's exactly how people found out about it via WhatsApp. And so um, it was pretty big turnout on the last day. And they shut the event three hours early. So then the downside was obviously people had queued for ages to get food and they didn't get they didn't get their order. Or um, and then obviously the traders lost out on three hours worth of trade, didn't they? That's not cool. But um, yeah, Saturday was the good day. Monday was like, yeah. Uh, I heard there was a little after party as well, but I had left before um, making it to the after party, which was a shame. But hey-ho, such is life. I have done my fair share of partying, so I can miss a few parties in this life. Uh, yeah, and I just actually want to say thanks to everybody for listening, who's still listening. And yeah, I really, really appreciate that, actually. Um, I've been away for a while, but I'm back on the podcast. I promise I'm back. Weekly episodes, anting, anting. And then I have like a stack of interviews coming up. So interviews that I've already done, interviews that are coming up new. Um, let me just say in advance, apology, apologise, caveat. Just in case I mention some random dates that don't coincide with dates. It's just that I'd have recorded them ages ago and I just haven't publish them for whatever reason so yeah i have a stack of interviews that are coming out and um yeah listen out for those but yeah that's it oh yeah i just wanted to send a next big up to my friend everybody's my friend my male friend two first name two first names that's what i'll call him two first names because he has two first names that's his name. So yeah, I wanted to big him up. He, um, I haven't seen him for long before I went traveling and, um, he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And I'm like, and I'm here like, good. Come to find out that he's actually been following my travel journey. I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm so inspired by what you're doing, Shaz, man, keep doing what you're doing. Don't stay on a pit stop for too long. But yeah, I'm really proud of you. I'm like, oh my 
God, I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked. So, yes, a big up to you two first names. Thank you very much. You know what? I need to big myself up. I haven't done that for a while. Let me big myself up. I'm bigging myself up for when I was at the Jerk and Beyond Festival, I sported a prototype, may I say, of official Hot Foot Rums merchandise. Yes, I was sporting an official prototype of um, a Hot Foot Rums t-shirt that I put together. Um, that should also be up on Instagram somewhere. Um, it was a prototype, as I said, because I kind of just got that done up quick, quick, quick. I was meant to take wear that in Ibiza, but I actually ended up not really having an opportunity to wear it in Ibiza. So I happened to christen it at the Jerk and Beyond Festival, which was super cool. And I'm super proud of myself for doing that. So official merch, official t-shirts will be out very soon, you know, because summertime is here. Although if you look out your window in England, it's kind of um temperamental about summer. But yeah, just bigging up myself, patting myself on the back because I've been saying I'm going to do merch for ages and I ain't done it yet. So, yeah, big up yourself, Sharon. Yay! Almost gone, almost gone. Oh, wait a second. The piece de resistance. So, anyways, a couple of days ago, I'm chilling in the house. The house of which I am surfing out. I get a text about 2.30. Ah, oh, Sharon. I've got a spare ticket to see Damien Marley. Freeness, wanna come? We're looking to leave at three o'clock. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. Did you say it was free? I'll be there with bells on. Bear in mind, I hadn't even got in the shower yet, right? And I'm more than two, I'm two hours away. I'm like, fuck it. I'm leaving by 3.15. So tell them me I'm rolling out by 3.15. It's gonna take me two hours to get there. They're like, no problem, you left your ticket by a box office. Last entries, but at 7 o'clock. So as long as you're here by that time, it's all jiggy. I'm like, yeah, of course I'll be there long before that. Five, man, five. So anyway, I decided to make my route. Remember, I told you I'm in Buckinghamshire. So I roll out a Sunday service, yeah. So Sunday service in the country parts of the UK is like, you've got to ask yourself whether or not it's really important to go as to whether or not you really want to catch transport on this day. So anyway, I don't really think about that. My brain is fixed on, it's Damien Marley, in it? So, and it's freeness. So, hey, what's the deal? So I roll out, get to the train station, train comes straight away. I'm like, hello, it's my lucky day. And it's a fast train, meaning it's not stopping at every stop. It's going straight to um, my connection stop. I'm like, this is a dream. Woohoo. Get to the connection stop. I'm like, yep, cool, cool, cool. So, excuse me, train staff, what time is the next train? Oh, yeah, you're looking at the next train is going to be at 49 minutes past. It's 49 minutes past now. No, no, 49 minutes past the next hour. So you mean it's an hour from now? Nah, that can't be. He's talking shit. Anyway, waiting on the platform full of um, full of zeal and full of excitement and full of optimism that, of course, another train is going to come. Yeah, another came, train came, didn't stop at that station. Another two trains came. They weren't going where I was going. 
certain hour had passed before I got on the next train. I'm like, cool, got on a train, fucking pissed. But I'm like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Going Damien Marley, going Damien Marley, going Damien Marley. Anyway, suffice to say, excuse me, suffice to say, I got to the concert. 15 minutes before Damien Marley came on. Thank God it's 15 minutes before he came on. So I got there, took a couple selfies, drank some contraband that my friends had snuck in because, like I told you, we sneak in drinks and that's what we did. So we sipped some, sipped some of that uh, juice and then enjoyed the concert, which was really good. So I missed... um. It was called the Ends Festival that he was performing at in Croydon. And I had missed uh, the artist, Burner Boy, Afrobeats artist, which I would have liked, who I'd like to have seen, to be honest. But I missed his set, unfortunately. I actually didn't know he was on the bill. All I heard was Damien Marley. I didn't really care for anything else. But post-event, I was a bit miffed. I was a bit miffed to have missed him. Anyway, Damien Marley comes on. He does a set. About an hour and 20 minutes, it was all good, all good. Sang my songs I like. Um, I'd listened to his new album, some tracks off of it. I wasn't mad for it. Like, I know a few of the singles, but I wasn't, I'm not mad for that album. But somebody did, somebody I was chatting to in the crowd said, No, you got to re listen to it. It's a heavyweight album. So I'm like, All right, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. But he sang all the other songs that I loved, so that's cool. Good set. Loved his backing singers, they were good. And yeah, it was really good. So anyway, as I get to the event now, my friends are like, yeah, we've got a VIP. VIP. I'm like, wow, free ticket and VIP. Well, this is a damn good day considering how long it took me to get here. Cool. Put the VIP band on. I'm like, nice. So VIP, what does that include? Oh, yeah, so you can go back there, meaning behind some kind of closed off area. And you can get to the bar and the food. I'm like, so what does that mean? Free bar, free food or discount drinks? Nah, you just get served first. Okay, cool. And then there's some toilets over there that um, not everybody's using, strictly for VIP. I'm like, all right, cool. Anyway, so I'm listening to the show, obviously. I'm at the back, but I don't care. The days of me being crushed in the front, that's long gone. I'm in the back, I've got open space and it shit kicks off. I can run, you know, I've got to be thinking about these things, you know, when you get older. Anyway, so the events are finished now. So we're like, all right, cool. Going to the back because we've got VIP. Hey, during the queue, spot one or two other social media bods. Um, big up to Rapper Crapper who was doing um, a live Facebook feed while standing in the VIP queue, which was interesting to meet him. So anyway... We're in the um, queue and you're like, yeah, got VIP wristband, wristband. No love. VIP for green wristbands done when the show started. What? Nah, not for you. You can only have one of these wristbands. You can get backstage. Green wristband? No. Fucking hell. What the hell? Nah. I ain't trying to speak to nobody for nothing. I got my free ticket. I saw Damien Marley. I sipped some contraband. I'm happy. I'm good. So initially, my friend was about to do the whole, listen, we've been in the queue. Nobody told us, blah, 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 blah. And we were like, you know what? 
fuck it man let's go <laughs> so he said fuck it and left so I didn't get to see him I would have liked to have met him um he is definitely one of my favorite artists I would have loved to have met him and took a picture of him but I didn't get the opportunity but it was my first time seeing him live and I really enjoyed it so I'm looking forward to seeing him again another time I'm sure when it's his own show um it will definitely be even more vibes it was vibes still the flagman was there he has a very famous well-known flagman that comes on stage with him all, all the time and he was there in a full flag flying effect and that was kind of cool so yeah it was a good good show good show good show good show let me tell you about the journey back so anyway what made me go because that day i was sitting in the house i was sitting in the house i was just enjoying a quiet sunday I've got a ton of stuff to get on with because June is quite a busy month for me. You'll hear more about it as um, podcasts come up. But I've got a lot of stuff that I'm working on. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to get with my stuff. I'm just going to get my grind on, you know, because I'll be grinding. Really? I don't even be grinding coffee. No, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I'll be grinding, but I'll be procrastinating. on next levels (laughs) next levels i'm procrastinating next levels but anyway so i was like yes i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna just get my grind on so i had listened to because sunday's like my day where i um well every day is kind of like a day where i take moment for like spiritual practice but sunday i kind of zip it up really so i do my tarot cards on a sunday like you know write my journal extended extensively i listen to like abraham hicks or something like that and i just like taking you know it's it's my that's my church right people go church temple and mosque i have my little moment indoors so anyway i'm having my moment indoors man so i was listening i read um because on youtube now you can post like stories i think it was a story anyway it was like a youtube story from um from a page called from a channel called the school of life and they kind of post various kind of random esoteric stuff worth checking out if you're into that anyway a post popped up and it was about why do we get depressed i remember i told you i was being a bit i'd gone for a bit of depression and so okay this must be talking to me today you know we get depressed because our life is missing spontaneity i'm like huh interesting i consider myself to be quite a spontaneous person but that was quite interesting you know life is lacking spontaneity we're so busy um avoiding falling over or avoiding embarrassment or any aspects of shame so we just kind of stick to rigid rigidity and we don't engage in any spontaneity anymore i'm like wow so by the time i get the text to go i'm all souped up on the youtube post now i'm like well shit I'm not missing an opportunity, am I? On the way back, people. Woohoo. So anyway, I'm on the train, coming back with my friends, chatting and chatting and chatting. It's like 25 past 10 at night. I'm not thinking nothing more than, yeah, I'm going to get my connection, blah, 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 blah. So my friend who I'm staying with, he phones me. I'm like, what's up, bruv? He's like, yeah, um everything all right i'm like yeah man i'm just on my way back you know <laughs> so he's like okay so how are you getting back i'm like yeah i'm gonna catch a train from my connecting stop he's like yeah you need to check 
what time the last train is. Last train? Oh, all right, cool. I'll just check it now. He's like, hold on, let me just check while you're on the phone. He's like, the last train is at 11.30. Remember, I just said it was 10.25. I'm nowhere near the station. I'm like, wait a second, it can't be. Can't be. Can't, no, you need to get off the phone. Let me just check. Fuck. Check in, check in, check in. All right, so the, there's no midnight train. Oh, shit. So I'm getting, I'm going back to behind God's back. This is not central London. It's Buckinghamshire. Fucking howling wolves. I'm that far out, right? I'm like, oh, fuck. So in my mind, I'm convinced. Fuck it. I'm going to make it anyway. So the train I'm on terminates early. I'm like, fuck. The next train to take me to the connecting, to take me to the connecting, is 15 minutes. I said, I can't sit there and wait 15 minutes. Let me take another route. Took another route, went around the world in 80 days, made it to the connecting station, missed the train. So I go speak to the station staff. I'm like, hello, station staff. When's the next train? They're like, no more trains today. Shit. (sighs) So I call my friend. There's a friend I sometimes stay with close to central London. So I call her nephew, because I know my friends are fast asleep. So what's up, nephew? It's me. How's things? Did I wake you up? Uh, yeah, you did, you know. Shit, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. But anyway, yeah, um, I was calling to say, you know, would you be able to let me in tonight? I'm proper stranded, like, like for real, for real stranded. Um, can I stay over? He's like, uh, here's the thing. We got visitors tonight, you know, so that's not going to be able to happen. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. Okay, cool. All right, cool. No worries. No panic. So call my friend, one of the ladies I went to the concert with because she had offered me. She's like, Shine, if you get stuck, don't worry, go. You can stay by me. I'm like, all right. Getting to a place is going to be awkward from where I am. But okay, cool. So call her, message her. Messaged her, she ain't picking up. Shit, cool. She's like, you're right, Sharon, I'm up. Yeah. Stranded. Don't worry. Come and stay by me. I'm like, cool. All right. I'm about an hour away. I'll get there. No problem. There was a massive concert by some K-pop band, like Korean pop. I don't know nothing about that stuff. But some K-pop band were at Wembley Stadium big concert venue all of public transport was heaving because i had to go back towards the stadium to take me towards my friend's house the station was packed the roads were fucking gridlocked every bus stop was rammed i'm like damn so the station had been calling to say last train to central london but clearly these passengers weren't paying attention they're strolling through the station like they can't hear shit they're still high on k-pop music i'm like cool when i come out the station it's like it's like a whole carnival fucking hell the place is heaving and this is like midnight i'm like fuck it make my way to the bus stop get to the bus stop bus stop ram i'm like okay waiting ages about 15 minutes bus comes vroom flies past the stops not even stopping the bus is packed with people the bus stop people are spilling in the road the bus stop's so busy i'm like oh shit 
let me go up to the next bus stop. Equally packed with people. Next bus comes, packed to smithereens, vroom, flies past the bus stop. I'm like, okay, cool, all right. Third bus comes, packed with people ain't stopping. I said, shit me, I've got to get Uber. All this is now totting up for what was a free ticket. I had paid a lot of money to go to this free concert. Get the Uber, it takes me an hour and a half to get to my friend's house. I'm just praying with Mr. Lewis. She goes, oh, it took you ages to get it. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to know my story today. You don't want to know my story today. <laughs> Suffice to say, I tell a friend of mine, oh, guess what I did? I went to see Damien Marley. But, oh, you know, and it was a free ticket, but fucking hell, it was a drama to get there. And it was a motherfucking drama getting back. She's like, all of that drama. She, you should have come back engaged to somebody. She said, boy, you know, you should have been married to fucking Damien after all of that madness. She goes, mind you, he's already married, isn't it? But he's harassed her, so it could still work, though. It could have still work. But really and truly, Sharon, after that drama, you should have come back with a ring, girl. Wait, there's more. This is like closing part three. Hold on, hold on. So, this is the joke about how small the world is. So I've got one of my female friends, um, Black Candy Floss. She um, she works with young people, let's say. So anyway, um, she's at work one day, you know, doing the work thing. And she calls me up in the middle of the day. And I got a bit paranoid, I got a bit nervous because she'd already shared some some other important stuff that had been going on in her life. So I kind of had a little freak moment. Hello, hello, hello. What's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? So like, nothing's wrong. She says, nothing's wrong. Guess what? So I'm like, what? She goes, I'm just at work. This is me, yeah, cool. And she goes, oh, um, we moved. There's a new person um, that I'm working with. You might know her. Okay. They got into a conversation, her and this new woman. They got into conversation. And um, just so happened they're talking about holidays. They're both going on holiday to the same part of the world. Both going to the Dominican Republic. They're both going to stay at the same hotel. Turns out that my friend is going a week before her new work colleague goes. So basically they... They are travelling at the same time. One's coming, one's going on the same day, basically. I'm like, wow, what's the odds of that happening? So anyway, she said, oh, we got talking about holidays. And she goes, oh, I mentioned you. Just saying that, you know, you've been travelling by yourself. And that, you know, you went across South America. Some stops in the Caribbean, you went all by yourself. You've been gone for like eight, nine months. So the work colleague goes, oh, is that holiday, Sharon? So my friend's like, huh? Why are they sharing? Shit, it must be you. So it turns out that they both were talking about me. They didn't know each other. They had no idea that the other person knew me. It was so ironic and such a small world. So they were both like, yeah, I know holiday sharing. We went on holiday together. Yeah, she always goes on holiday by herself. Holiday sharing. I've never heard I've been called holiday sharing before, but that definitely could be her. So my friend phones me up and goes, oh, you never guess who I'm talking to. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, I know her. 
we met years ago. I'd gone on holiday to Portugal by myself. Met the only other black woman at the hotel. We ended up chatting and hanging out together for the week. It was bliss. So I'm big up to Kazam. Um, yeah, we got to meet up and have that cocktail. That'd be cool. So yeah, what a small world. How could I forget? Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, feedback, comment, rate, share, all of the above. Don't forget, yeah? All right, make sure you do it. If you haven't done it before, make sure you do it now, yeah? Yeah, okay. It is officially the end of this episode. And you know my favourite closing line is... Those who roam are not always lost. Keep roaming, people. Bye.